That was singer-songwriter Claude Kelly, and this is a very musical episode number nine of The Travel Podcast, as today we head on over to Nashville and stay tuned for that song in full. You're listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast, today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Hey, and welcome to the Travel Podcast. If you love to travel, then this is the podcast for you. We aim to inspire you with ideas and tips to help you travel the world, even if at the moment that's just virtually. I'm Steve Witt, and I help create one of the top travel companies in the UK today. But more importantly, I'm passionate about travel. As always, I'm joined by a team of hosts who are passionate about travel as well, and today is no different. But first, hands up who's a fan of the TV programme Nashville. Yep, I'm certainly one of those, or certainly our family is. And uh, how come the Queen decided to name this particular city? All that and more, as in this episode, we'll be discovering Nashville by looking into the soul of the city and the reason it's known as the Music City. A special guest today joining us on this episode are coming to you live from Nashville. That's Dina Ivey from Nashville Tourism and Nashville singer-songwriter, who you've already heard a little bit, Claude Kelly. So we head on over to Matthew to introduce them both. Thank you very much for joining us. And um, just to get started, a quick sort of introduction to yourselves before we go into to Nashville and really discussing how music really is the soul of, of, the, of the town and city. Um, Dina, how long have you lived in Nashville and what sort of attracted you to Nashville if you weren't born and raised there? No, I wasn't born and raised here. I was uh, was actually raised not very far from here, but I've been here 23 years uh, this June. And I mean, it's just such a great city, but the, the real reason that I came in the beginning is I was in tourism marketing and it was such a great destination that I wanted to come to a city that was fun to promote. Cool. Perfect. And the same with same for you, Claude. I know I think you can, uh, moved from New York, if, I, if I'm correct. Yeah, I'm from New York City and I moved officially to Nashville four years ago in, in 2016. Um, coming up on four years right now, actually, in May. And uh, I had been visiting Nashville as a songwriter for the almost a decade, for the decade before I moved here. Just coming here to write with people, with friends and and for music business and music industry reasons. And the first time I came to Nashville, I fell in love with the town and the music industry here and the camaraderie of the, of the artists and songwriters. And so in the back of my mind, I had said to myself and a bunch of friends back then, I could see myself living here. And then lo and behold, four years ago, here I am. And it's definitely been the best decision I've made career-wise and for my peace of mind. And, and sort of leading on to that, before we, we sort of, uh, with Dina discuss with you, Nashville, just, Claude, I just wanted to ask you, what, so what really got you starting into songwriting? Oh, well, I, I, I am a music addict. So I, I started my journey with music when I was literally two and a half, three years old, playing classical piano. Um, so music has been a part of my life, my whole life. Um, 
but specifically songwriting, I'm actually kind of a, a late bloomer. I did not know that songwriting was even a career when I was a kid, as I, I, I would assume most kids don't know because it's not something that you get sold as a dream, you get sold to rock, at the rock star or maybe even the record label owner, but never the person that's writing the songs. So it wasn't until I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston for college, um, that songwriting was off offered as a major that I even knew was something you could focus on. And I still didn't choose it. <laughs> I chose music business because I felt like I, if I knew the business, I'd be okay. And then it wasn't until I was graduating and I moved back to New York City and you know the tough times that hit every musician hit me. I had to figure out how to, how I was gonna make a living if I wanted to do music. And then it was around that time I was hanging around in studios with friends and it kind of just clicked that I had this, this knack for putting words and melodies together. And at that point, I literally fell in love with the art of songwriting, and it's been nonstop ever since. I mean, so, it's, you know, for the meaning of songwriting for you, it's such a passion now. Like I said, you've gone through that journey to then come into songwriting. It's, it obviously does mean so much to you. And are there songs that people would know, that the people listening would actually know, but obviously wouldn't know that you've written them? I think so. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I've had I've had a bunch of pretty big uh, hits. Uh, Grenade by Bruno Mars, uh, Party in the USA by my Miss Miley Cyrus, who was a Nashville native. Um, my Life Would Suck Without You for Kelly Clarkson, Circus for Britney Spears, um, many songs for Christina Aguilera and Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson. Um, it's it's been a, it's been a crazy, colorful, fun creative uh songwriting career thus far I, I i certainly can't complain and that's what i said it's a massive answer artist there and great, great song uh, from you. bruno mars um so thank you for writing that and i mean how how has your songwriting changed because you, you mentioned quite a varied um group of artists there mm -hmm. well i would say my strength as a songwriter is being able to um be a chameleon for every artist that I work with. So I would say, I guess there's a thread to my, my style, but overall, I try to take on the life, the language, the mood of any artist that I'm thinking about writing for. Um, and that's something that served me really well for the, I would say the first nine or 10 years of my career, because you get really good at um, putting words and melodies into people's reality. But moving to Nashville changed that a little bit more because what allowed me to, what actually, for, I shouldn't say allowed, it forced me to do, was dig deeper. There's a lot of soul and a lot of culture and a lot of history to mu music and the music business that's all stems from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, the record business in a lot of ways was born here. The publishing business in a lot of ways was born here. Uh, the Fisk Jubilee singers are here. They were some of the first touring acts from America for soul music. So learning that stuff and living in the town and, and kind of being forced to understand the importance behind buildings and institutions like the Grand Ole Opry made me realize that music isn't just something that's fun, although it is, but it's something that's drenched in history and can do a lot of good and make a lot of change if you know how powerful it can be. And that's kind of what I was looking for when I moved here, so I'm glad I found it. But in finding it, it's made me a much better musician, but it's made me have to work a little harder because I want to make sure that everything I do honors that tradition. That's 
and that's a great journey that you've been on um and i think it leads nicely into going back to, to dina with regards to obviously i know you um claudia mentioned you've moved from new york to nashville because, and it's got that soul and that passion it is really music uh, based mm -hmm. and is, is driven as nashville and for those you know who who may not be a native to the usa how would how would everyone else be able to find their way to nashville and, and get to discover <laughs> that soul to find their way um well it's easy from where you guys are you could hop on that direct flight from british airways anytime seven days a week obviously not right this minute but soon very soon you'll be able very to come soon in. yeah very it's, soon. A, it's an easy flight but it's in the south you know in tennessee and it's a easy journey really mm. and and like you mentioned, you know, we've, we've all sort of covered is the fact that music is such a part of of the destination. I mean, how from a how did it really get the name of Music City and and how may Nash, uh, how may the listeners know Nashville or may have seen Nashville within um, the media? Yeah, well, legend has it that actually the Queen of England was the one that gave us that name. Mm -hmm. So when the Fist Jubilee singers who were from the uh, historic African-American university, they went out, exported music from Nashville to the world. So they were raising money for the school mm -hmm. and they sang for the queen. And she said, oh, you're from that music city. And so that's kind of the legend. And then years later, um, actually, the DJ from the Grand Ole Opry was the one who who started it uh, really using Music City USA and years later we have really wrapped our um, marketing and everything around the brand of music because it's it's what Nashville's all about it's you know it's what makes us authentic and real and uh, such a creative community people like Claude coming here to write songs I mean that's what has built this city and it's just incredible and there's as Claude said there's so much soul here and you feel it as soon as you get here you really feel it and do you think that's a special thing about nashville is the the highlights of the live music the food scene and also like you said the friendliest friendly locals and really bringing it all together and and that's what we hear the most you know i think sometimes you take it for granted uh, we've certainly realized not to take anything for granted during this covid period but the music is everywhere. I mean, you can walk up and down the streets and you hear it, you know, almost 24 hours a day. And that's what's always amazing to people. We kind of forget about it because we just, we hear it coming out of all the venues and, uh, and our visitors just love it because you can hear all kinds of music. You know, we're known for country music and that's probably what most of your listeners know us for, but it's all kinds of music here. Great music coming out of here. and. What has happened is because of all the musicians, it is such a creative community and that breeds other creatives that are wanting to move here, which like chefs, there's some great chefs that have mm -hmm. moved here. So it's become a food scene, of like a real foodie city. So it's just, it's a great place to visit. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those places that as soon as you land, you go, oh, I get it. I get it. It's Music City. And, and moving on, I know you've done this amazing documentary and created this amazing documentary where uh, it, it all begins with a song, um, which is a big focus on songwriters and and the artists that, that have built 
become part of Nashville um, and really build that community. So why did you decide to make the documentary and what, what did you hope to achieve with, with the documentary? Well, honestly, we made one uh, documentary several years ago, about five or six years ago, and it was called For the Love of Music, The Story of Nashville. And that was really a way to, to talk about um, our foundation and the depths of Nashville's music history. And that one was so successful. We had a lot of artists and musicians uh, that just told their stories. That was so successful. So we realized that we could dig deeper in really what's behind it, which is the creativity and the songwriters. And we've used songwriters a lot on the road to sell. We take Claude on the road a lot to sell Nashville, to promote Nashville for us. But we never really told their story or let them tell their story. So when we decided to do this documentary, we said, like the first one, we're not scripting anyone. We want them to just talk, you know, and they're such great storytellers anyway. We want them to talk, to really speak from the heart and just, you know, tell us what it's about, dig deeper in any of the songs. And you'll, when you watch the documentary, you will be amazed at some of the stories that are in there. And obviously you, know, you, you had that previous documentary that did so well, which has sort of led you into this one. And um, a bit of a question for both of you, uh, what was the sort of reaction within the songwriter community when you said you're going to make this documentary? Because you said you, you're delving beyond the artist, which is normally what gets the highlight into those that help create such great music. Yeah, well, I'll speak first and then I'll let Claude tell his reaction. Because <laughs> at first people are like, wait, the tourism people are doing a documentary? But the ones who saw our first one, it, it gave us a lot of credibility and they knew that we did it and it was very authentic. It was true to um, to the story and what we wanted to tell. And it wasn't in any way a tourism promotion video. So I'll let Claude tell what he thought when we first asked him because we had just met him actually at a at a lunch with little Richard. Yeah, exactly. I, I would say I would say that um well songwriters in general I would say are notoriously shy. Um, that's part of the reason why they're so comfortable being behind the scenes. So there's always that first step of trying to get get us out of our cocoon and out of our shell to talk about ourselves. But on the flip side, on the flip side, um, songwriters are also often frustrated because we have all this passion and all this all these ideas and all these stories um, of how songs were created and what happened and what didn't happen. And those stories often get overlooked because you know the world is focused on the artist who made the song, who, who they attached the hit to. But um, with that being said, it's always an honor when people want to hear the stories of the songwriter because we are we are so kind of invisible that we, we love just a little bit of love. And also it's important for the world to understand, not just because we want praise, but for the world to know how much time and love and care goes into making the music that they, that they dance to, cry to, party to, it's all coming from a very simple thing, a room with a guitar and a piano and a, and a pen and a pad and very a, a very simple setup ends up entertaining the world. And so it's important for the preservation of Nashville, of course, and also for music um, in this country and schools, for kids, um, for people that want to pursue this to understand that, that number one, it's a career, but also it's a delicate and ought to be cherished uh, talent 
for lack of a better word. So anytime that anyone asked, D Dina did ask me, right? We, we, we had met that day. <laughs> And I was like, absolutely, I'll do it, of course. Of course, I love this city and I want to talk about it. And I was so moved because I was sitting at a table with little Richard <laughs> that I felt like uh, anything I can share about this excitement. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was a, it was an honor and a pleasure to do it. Um, and I would do it again. And just recently I watched it because uh, obviously we have a lot of time on our hands these days. So I watched it um, one evening just by myself eating popcorn and I was sitting there crying as if I hadn't seen it three or four times before because it's that moving. And it sell, I said when it was over, I was like, man, if I wasn't a songwriter, I damn sure would be one after watching this. So that's kind of, that, that's a win. That's what you want. And I think that they checked all the boxes with this one specifically. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. It sounds very, very moving. I'm looking forward to, to watching it myself. And with that, what do you think some of the key document, uh, key highlights are of the documentary? The funniest parts, hardest part to shoot. Goodness. Um, yeah. To me, the funniest is um, um, Desmond Child talking about writing the song, Dude Looks Like a Lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny because it's not what you expect when you when he tells the story. Yeah, I was gonna say this. I was gonna say the same thing actually. Just to, uh, I know Desmond really well. I texted him after I watched it the first time, and I was just like, listen. He need he he has so many of those stories. So I was I was cracking up because I he's he's very animated. He Desmond is a star. Desmond Child is a star. He's written many many hit records, Bon Jovi and 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 Ricky Martin and all kind of stuff. That's that was my favorite moments. The rest of it I, I was weeping half the time because yeah. songwriters are so expressive. But I was I was appreciative of the 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 chuckles in between, like with Desmond and a few others. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's because, like saying the the story that goes um, from your own, what you mentioned earlier, is how you get into the the mentality of of that artist and what they go through. So do you think it's really moving on the story behind telling the stories and writing the, those songs really get really gets to you? Oh, I think so. I think so. I, I think there's the memories that you have attached to the song just because you heard it on the radio. And it lined up with a, with a time in your life. And that's what that was the intended purpose of putting the song out. But then if you're lucky enough to watch this documentary or even better, come, come to Nashville and visit like the Bluebird or any one of those awesome, awesome bars where music's playing on Broadway, you get to, re, you get to see people that you, that you didn't even know you knew because they were the person that wrote this song, tell you these stories that are even more heartwarming and, and relatable to your life than you would have imagined. Because sometimes when you see the songs, they're already in their big state with music videos and they're blasting mm -hmm. out of stadiums and that's a feeling, but then to hear, oh my goodness, the person that created this was heartbroken the way I was when I when I heard it and I needed it, is it's just another level of, of intimacy with the music that um, really I think is a, is a special treat that most people don't get. Yeah, there's nothing like hearing a song from the songwriter that wrote it. And and that's one thing, like uh, Claude was talking about Bluebird or Listening Room or some of those places that you get to experience in Nashville that you don't get to experience anywhere else. And I can't tell you how many times people have said, like whether it's clients or visitors we've taken to a show, I've never seen anything like this. Or when we take a songwriter on the road, people are just amazed. They're like, okay, I don't know them. I've, I haven't heard their name most likely, but 
hearing it from them, like Claude said, it's their heartbreak and their story. And it's like, it, there's one part in the documentary where Liz Rose says, it's like a songwriter is putting their journal out there for you to read. And it really is. I mean, it's it's deep and it's it's from the heart. I, I think that's a, a great way to, a very genuine way to actually understand the song and uh, i think it'll be very moving uh i'll probably be in tears like you were claude when i when i watched this and yeah. i i totally agree Grab yeah. Yeah. there's one back. part in it that people don't expect and they're yeah i'd say claude was probably balling yeah i mean uh i know a lot of my friends uh love the love that love their music so i'll be definitely getting all them to watch it as well so they're gonna be very excited um and, well, and obviously probably we need tissues probably sell out in the, the supermarkets over here this time. Um, but talking about those venues and really delving into the songwriters that can go and go and play, I think I've I've managed to see I think one artist that's gone on to be very big. So you then hear their songs all the time on the radio, which was Ed Sheeran mm -hmm. um, in a very small venue in America where there's only maybe 500 people, and then you see him on these live gigs. But I, from that intimacy, I think that is one of the best shows I've probably ever seen because again, he writes so much of his own songs. So you're, like you mentioned, delving deeper into their understanding. And when you're so close to people, I think it's so live is, is, is amazing. So I, that's something that I didn't realize that a lot of the songwriters actually then perform live throughout Nashville. Is there, if someone wants to go and see a songwriter perform in Nashville, where would you recommend that they would best go? and seeing them in the venue? Well, the place where it all started of what we call writers in the round, because it's usually like three or four writers and they take turns and tell their stories and sing their songs is um, Bluebird Cafe, which became really well known for the Nashville TV show. That, that was like the set in the show, but that's a great place. And it's really small venue. It's 90 plus. Um, in the audience really tight they're in a circle they're in a round the writers are and everybody's just right around them right on top of them it's not social distancing <laughs> not at all yeah that's not opening <laughs> for a while it's great it's great we can't wait to get back to it yeah that's so that's uh, mentally, and then there's other places around town like douglas corner and listening room and um we do a lot of private events for our clients and yeah it's just it's great it's great to see one and can, can I just add to that just real quick? Because I, I yeah. think this gets overlooked. It's actually happening currently. Is that Nashville's famous for a lot of things already. Obviously, country music and it's Music City and the Fist Jubilee Singers. But the idea of the writer's round as a concept, like Dina said, it was invented, created at the Bluebird. But because it's gotten so popular and Nashville's gotten so popular, I've traveled to many other cities and that whole concept is now spreading like wildfire as a new form of of community and entertainment but everywhere i've been it's been attributed to nashville so it's not like they're stealing the idea and doing their own thing i was in london um apart from our trip dv and i went to london last year but apart from that i was there a second time and andrew lloyd weber had his has his that uh other songs uh this beautiful theater and they were basically doing a writer's round and they were talking about how they went to Nashville and they were influenced by songwriters coming together and sharing their That's stories awesome. and explaining um, what what was the meaning behind the songs. And it was everyone from new writers to, 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 to veteran writers. But 
it just says a lot about how in 2020, Nashville is still ahead of the curve in the kind of community and support that musicians need um, and also the kind of entertainment the world needs. It, that's why even right now with the world we live in, we're, we're all virtual. In my opinion, Nashville has been, and I've watched other people in other cities, it's been the most flexible in becoming a community for their fans because we're used to this. We're used to just grabbing a guitar and a piano and singing your heart out and telling people how you feel that way. It never always, it never had to be the big show. So it's really inspiring to watch the Bluebird specifically, but also the concept of that become now kind of the, the world format. Oh, and I know you, during this time, you there's been a lot of live streaming performances by artists, which has been massive. Uh, I know there was such great lineups uh, every day from Nashville. So mm -hmm. I think you're completely right at the forefront of delivering and still performing for the audience and and fans and giving back to to everyone during this tough time because uh, yeah. as I said, as everyone is isolated in, in their house, being able to go through that and find uh, an escapism is vital, I think. And get, start going on from songwriting, Claude. Back to you. What is this, what is the process of songwriting like? Um, and what do you think is like the best and worst things when you're you're writing a song? Well, the worst thing is overthinking, because that because because that 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 messes you up from being free enough to be creative. Because uh, really, what songwriting is about is getting out of your own way. Um, it's it's kind of the best songwriters able to remove their ego and not worry about what makes them look good or makes them look cool, but think about what's the most necessary words or, or expressions to get out the emotion. And it may not be the, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy, it may not be the most manly thing to say, it might not be the most macho thing to say, or even the coolest thing, but it's the truest thing to say. Um, so so, the, so the, the hardest thing is getting out of your own way. Um, my process is very much stream of consciousness. Um, I don't write anything down with a pen or paper. I uh, usually kind of visualize the whole thing in my head. I see the end result and I work backwards. So I know how I want the song. I know what I want the song to, to say and feel. And then I work all the way back to the first line and I make sure that the story makes sense, line to line, melody to melody. And I started a piano with my business partner and, and band member Chuck Harmony. And once we have a, an idea, we lay us a, a work tape down, which is just vocal and piano or vocal and guitar. And then we build it into the dream song we want it to be with any instruments or any rhythms or any uh, harmonies that will, that will make it magical. And, and in the end of the day, I am a very respect, a more respectful of the song than anything else. So I, like I said, getting out of my own way is my goal. So I'll know a song is done when I feel like it's giving me chills down the back of my neck. That's how you know a song is right. Um, and I'm always fighting for that feeling. So that's really the, the, the inspiration behind every time I write a song. I know a lot of people probably feel those chills when listening to a lot of the songs as well. So to hear that's what you want to achieve when writing really synergizes the whole journey from listener to from writer through, all the way through to, to the listener. Mm. And um, I know uh, we're very fortunate that you'll be um, doing a song uh, to see us out on the episode today. Um, what, uh, what would be the story behind the song that you, you choose to sing? 
Um, the song that I think best describes my mood and I think really uh, speaks to the heart of the matter is a song called Slow Motion. And it's a song that I love to sing. We do, uh, normally, my, I have a band called Lewis York, um, which is myself and Chuck Harmony. He's from East St. Louis, I'm from New York. And so it's our cities combined into a band and we've been putting out music for a few years, but our album came out last year. And this song is one that we uh, end our shows with because it reminds people what it's all about. After the fun and the lights and the whole thing, it's really about making sure that you're connecting with real people and keeping a connection and uh, taking some time to slow down from all the noise outside and make sure you tell people that matter to you, how, they, how you feel, that you love them, that you miss them, that you care about them. And that's really what music has done for me. It's allowed me to communicate with people better sometimes in words or emails or texts. So, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I, hope, I hope slow motion connects with people, like it's connected for me. Oh, we're looking forward to hearing that. And again, what we'll do for everyone else, um, if you're very interested in listening to a lot more of, of Claude's um, songs, we'll be on the travelpodcast.com. We'll have uh, links out to that. But going back to the documentary, um, why do you think Nashville as well? Why has Nashville become such an epicenter for writing music? Oh, is it for me? For, for both. Sorry, sorry, that's my fault. I can answer that. Uh, Nashville is unique in that it has the utmost respect for the songwriting community. And that is important because, like I said, songwriters often feel underappreciated. But here, it's almost, I was told before I moved here that the songwriter is king, meaning that uh, they, they get the same respect that the artists do and the important folks at the record labels do. And so, Anyone who's aspiring to be a musician does a little homework about the songs they love and you realize that they were recorded in Nashville. And you make a you, you visit here and you realize, wow, there's a true respect for the musician and the songwriter here. And it's a no-brainer. It's really a no-brainer. That the respect level and also the bar of excellence that, that that is here. I mean, Dino will tell you, everybody can sing and play. Everyone is good. And I don't mean just good, I mean like should get on a stage and do it for life good so uh it's intimidating but it's also encouraging because you you feel like you found your family you feel like you found your tribe um that's what i found being here that's that i was craving that the reason i left new york wasn't because new york was bad it was because i was looking for my like-minded friends who took it as seriously as i did and uh, would work as hard as i did to make the best music possible so i can't i couldn't i can't suggest naturally enough for aspiring or veteran songwriters it's just the place to be and do you think like you said that everyone is at that level that it drives you you drive each other on yes absolutely next level. yeah there's there's there it's all love but i would say there's also healthy competition because we all love music and want to write that big one and so you hear songs that come out and i definitely send some semi-angry text to my friends like oh i hate you for that one because i wish i had written i wish i had thought of that first but that just drives you to get back into the studio or get back at your instrument and and come up with your best work and that's why there's constantly good music and good artists coming out of nashville it never slows down because you're always being inspired just one night out on, on, on one night out on the weekends to any one of the any one of the great uh, musical venues in in nashville will make you run home to write the best song possible i love it i love the sound of that you know what's always it's so amazing to me is because 
it is a competition, but it's a very healthy competition. And like Claude said, they're so supportive of one another. And the one thing that we always talk about in Nashville is that we're very collaborative. We all work together and that's why we've had so much success. And that really stems from the songwriting community because they're so used to writing together and supporting one another and being inspired by one another. And I think it just permeates through the entire community and city. And it really is what makes it special. I love that the, the community bond between everyone sounds amazing. Like I said, even though there's healthy competition, everyone admires each other so much that it it resonates across the whole town. It's like the Queen said, which then makes it become Music City. That's right. The Queen knows. The Queen knows. The Queen knows. She she knew back then. She knew. She knew. She knew. And um, so for those who really want to, or, oh, everyone should go and watch this. Um, but for those right now want to go and find the documentary and watch it right after this uh, podcast, where can they go? Where can they be able to find it, whether it's in the UK or if they're listening from around the world? So in the UK um, and in the States right now, you can get it on Amazon, on Google Play, on iTunes. Um, in the States, it's about to go up on Up, T up TV, and then it'll be on Amazon Prime pretty soon. Perfect. I'm, I'll be definitely. It'll also it be on British Airways. Yeah, it'll be on British Airways and Delta Airlines pretty soon too, probably in the fall. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So people will be able to listen to it en route to to Nashville if they're on their direct. Yeah, they can watch it. Yeah, they can watch it on on their uh, seatback TV. Oh, absolutely love it, and we'll sort of outro for, from that because I don't think I think highlighting that documentary really drive people go to watch this will really make you want to go and visit Nashville and feel that vibe and uh, make sure you do have some some tissues ready um, <laughs> if, if anything that Claude's said about the documentary is is to come true which I think it will do um, but remember it's called it all begins with a song um, and you can go and get it from itunes google play amazon um, if you are looking forward to getting back out there and exploring the world once um all the lockdowns are over you'll be able to pick up on a ba or, or delta flight in the future so make sure if you are flying especially to the states you are looking um looking for it on there because it will again definitely help your journey and we will have links to everything we've discussed from claude's um songs to nashville the music city so you can explore the, the, the destination and also links to um the documentaries of where to watch it all on the travelpodcast.com so do go and check that out um if you've enjoyed the episode please go and rate us um or from where you're listening give us five stars and i think a great way to to finish off is uh we're very 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 fortunate that claude is going to be performing slow motion for us so thank you very much claude i don't want to waste no time while i have you in
Something I can hold on to Cause in the blinking of an eye I know all of this couldn't die So baby let me savor Every single day with you I wanna move in slow Slow motion, slow motion Slow motion, slow motion, slow, slow motion, 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 sl
The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.